Hello and welcome to the Healthy for Men podcast. My name's Gershon Portnoy and I'm the editor of Healthy for Men. In this episode, we meet Scott Orton Johnson, the founder of the Proper Blokes Club, a walking group that he set up to help break the stigma surrounding men's mental health and encouraging men to be more open. We're also going to be hearing from some of the members of the Proper Blokes Club, as our ace producer, Andy Greening, recently joined them for a walk. But first, let's talk to Scott. Hi, Scott, and a warm welcome to the Healthy for Men podcast. How you doing, guys? Are you okay? Nice to meet you. Lovely. Lovely to have you on, Scott. And I understand that how are you is a very important question in the Proper Blokes Club. So I'm mm. going to start by asking you, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really good. I've had, I've, to be fair, in the case of being very open, which I should be, the, the past few days have been a little bit rough. But I'm back on full form with the support of... Uh, the lads have in the group so lucky enough I'm really good at the minute oh that's fantastic that's good to hear uh, obviously sorry to hear that the last few days have been rough as well so, uh, why is how are you such an such an important thing do you think for you and, 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 the, and the members of the club um, I've, well, I've, I think it's, it's it's a question that's been banded about for a long time that's never really got a proper answer yeah. so I think, it's, I think it's so important to make sure that, that you ask the question twice usually so it's how are you really how are you do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. to, to, to get a real truthful answer, because I think before we've even thought about the answer to the question, we've already said I'm fine. Yeah. Because it's just a generic thing in our brain. Yeah, that's the that's the the normal response to that question. But sort of as we've as we've gone on, especially within a group, and that question sort of evolved a little bit within all the lads in that group. You only you have to ask once because now they know they're in a safe, comfortable environment, and you get the, the honest answer straight away. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, of course, so many of us, we, we hear that question and we're just on like autopilot, aren't we? We're just mm. like, yeah, fine, thanks, how are you? Without mm. even stopping to think how you actually might be. That's, that's really interesting. So for the benefit of all our listeners, could you basically just sort of tell us a little bit about what the Proper Blokes Club is? Because obviously I explained a little bit in the intro that it's mm. this club that men meet for, up for a walk. But from your point of view... Yeah, could maybe tell us a little bit about how, how it all works. Yeah, yeah. So, so, the, so the the basic structure of it is that we arrange um, walk and talk groups. We've got four areas we're currently in, which is Southwark, Greenwich, Woolwich, and Wellington. Um, and we have a, a same day, same time, same meeting point, same route every week that people can come um, and 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 just just come into uh, a safe, positive environment where they can be open and honest about how they're feeling. But what we're trying to do in the background of that is trying to create a sort of a community within a community that really can help each other out at all times. So we have WhatsApp groups for each area as well. So if you've got something on your mind that happens after the walk, because it ain't necessarily going to happen just before or, or on, you can drop a message in that group. You can have one-to-one walks with some of the lads in the group. So a lot of them create friendships within the group and stuff. So, so it's more than just the individual walk we have once a week is actually a, a support network there, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, really, with like-minded lads. Wow, that's amazing. So it's, it's, it's a lot more than really just the walks, although obviously the walks mm. serve their purpose as well. So let's hear from one of the walks now. And the first voice you'll hear is our producer, Andy Greenings, who was talking to some of the members of the Proper Blokes Club. 
speaking to one guy earlier and he was talking a lot about how this is almost like a counselling space unknownly where you kind of working in a group collective you can have that kind of power just to like you said just to talk and yeah. and you might not even know the kind of impact you're having with people that's as well that's right yeah, yeah because I mean and obviously we've got the WhatsApp site as well and the conversation's grown most of the day people are putting things on if they're having some problems or whatever people are trying to help them out and discuss it and meet up I mean, we had a fire mash day the other Friday. Decided to have a walk and a talk, and we went to the fire mash shop in, in South Bridge. And a couple of times since, I've had a sort That's lovely when they got on the Friday, you know, got have a walk up to London Eye, then walk back and fire mash, you know. So. I love it. We also have a WhatsApp group, and that's really important because through the week, you get other conversations going and people picking up on things, and sometimes. No, personal messaging and saying, okay, you just said this in the main WhatsApp. Are you okay? You know, what does this really mean? And then you yeah. might start a, a one-to-one conversation. So how, how did it actually begin? So what gave you the idea? Well, I needed to, um, so after doing some uh, counselling sessions myself, um, I found that it was talking to somebody was the, that I didn't know was, 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 the, was the key really for me because uh, there's no judgment there. Mm. And then, once all those sessions ended, I couldn't really afford to go and do them privately. So I needed to sort of research myself and try and find ways to make myself feel positive all the time or majority of the time, try and manage it a lot better. Um, and obviously exercise is such a massive one that gets banded about everywhere. But I think that word is quite a, a daunting word for a lot of people, exercise, because as soon as they think that, they think might have to go gym and run and stuff like that. But just yeah. going for a brisk walk every day is an amazing entry-level form of exercise. And it makes you feel really good about yourself. Started doing that. And obviously the lockdown happened. I lost all my work just as the lockdown happened. Um, so I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was doing a lot of walking. And some of them, some of them got a bit out of hand, some of the walks I was doing, because <laughs> miles and then. Cause, uh, but it just, it just takes your mind away from whatever's going on and it makes you think clearer. And you can, you can make a lot better decisions that way as well, I feel. Mm. Um, and, and I've sort of put the two together. Yeah, that's how, it, um, that's how it formed, really. I thought doing nice walks with people you don't know, um, clearing your mind, and it's, it's a great way to get um, things off your chest. So did you, did you use social media to try and kind of spread the word that this was happening? Yeah, yeah. So everything at the beginning was, well, mainly it was Facebook at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, I was, so I was basically doing walk and talks myself because I wasn't allowed to meet up with anybody then. So just, just talking about stuff that I've been through and stuff like that, see if I can help any other lads that have been through similar situations. And then we had the gap in lockdowns where we could actually meet more people. So I put it out on a local community Facebook group for my local area. Mm. And um, I, I just said, look, I'm, I'm going to start this little walk and talk group. Is anyone interested in coming? And one lad turned up on the first walk, Jack. And usually I would have got really disheartened about that because I was really passionate about the idea at the beginning. I thought, oh, there might be thousands of people marching down the Thames path with me. But, um, but it was just one lad. But I was out of him for about six, seven hours. It was ridiculous because wow. I think we both found something that worked for us and there was just so much to talk about and probably a lot that was bottled up either end. Yeah. And at the end of that walk, it just felt amazing. And then obviously we pushed it next week. We had two more for it and it just kept growing and growing and growing to where it is now. We saw the Lord Jimmy. He started with Scott, he's one of the originals, so I always knew about it from day one. And I just said, oh, come along with me. I said, yeah, why not? So, and I've enjoyed it. It's been really good. It's been really good. I can, I've seen as well, it's getting quite a good positive feedback uh, locally. I discovered you guys from the uh, 
the community Facebook group, uh, I think it's the SE16 group That's on right, Facebook, yeah. and right, I yeah. saw Scott posting a lot on there, and, and it seemed like, I was I was not going to say I was surprised by the amount of positive feedback, but I was just like overwhelmed at how yeah, well people were receiving this kind of well, support. Myself personally, I've, I've, I've lived in Rob Rive all my life in Bermondsey, and the amount of people I've, I knew party because I see you on the Facebook thing. Scott takes the picture, he goes, yeah, you'll become like a celeb now, aren't you? Because all, <laughs> you know, all know who you are. I'm not going to lie, I did actually recognise you off the, uh, off oh, the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and funny enough, there's a, a pub that I normally use on the same, you have a couple of pints with some friends of mine. And the gunner, oh my, but not that well, also, and since he, he, he's a Facebook, we're on Facebook together now, and he's on Sunday, he's constantly, what'd you go, been a walk this week, done this and done that? Yeah, I said, don't. Because his boy had some issues, so I think he you know, speaks from that perspective, you know, yeah. he knows that a lot of people that need something like that, you know, and uh, yeah, it's surprising. I mean, I've been quite, oh, took back a couple of times, go, oh, yeah, how do you know that? Oh, I see you on Facebook. Because to be fair, we have, uh, for the amount of people that attend the walks, I'll probably get double that asking about, I really would wish I could come, like, and they're still making some levels of excuses, but you can only do what's in front of you. And all I could do is keep posting up pictures and videos. And it's, and it's great that the lads want, want to do that because they're open and honest now. They're like, this is, yeah, I might be a fellow or whatever, but I can talk about how I want to feel whenever I want to. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and you're right though, isn't it? Because you say you might be a fellow and I know exactly what you mean because men do have a reputation, let's be honest, for not being very, very good at, at talking, mm. at being open, especially with each other. Mm. And I wonder why you think that is. What, what, what is it, do you think, for so many of us that we do feel that sort of awkwardness about it? I think a lot of it's sort of our upbringing. Yeah. I think a lot of us, it's sort of, it's one of those things, same with the question. I think it's, it's hardwired in us that, no, yeah. that stage at the back, it never comes out because you're meant to be the, I don't know, the tough guy, the man of the house or anything, whatever it is, even this, this day and age. So, I mean, where we know everyone is, is a lot more open about everything now. But I think the next generation coming through, it'd be a lot easier. Mm. Something like this probably won't be as necessary, maybe, or not as much anyway. Yeah. But it's just this generation we've got at the moment, it's quite a, like the sort of, I don't know, sort of 20 to whatever age, it's, it's quite a difficult one because it's sort of hardwired enough still. Yeah. And like I said, I think you could just only deal with what's in front of you. Because beforehand, I was panicking a little bit because I was thinking, oh, yeah, we've got 10 lads here. What about the twenty lads that are messaging me saying they like the idea, but they still can't come? Like, why? Why aren't they coming? Why aren't they coming? But yeah. they need to want to do it themselves. That's first and foremost. You, you, you need to want to help yourselves, really. Um, and I've always said, once you have that moment where you identify there is some sort of issue there, that's the time you need to act straight away. Don't dwell on it. You need to act on that straight away because the moment you admit it, you already started to tell yourself you don't need the support anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, 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 exactly. No, it's interesting, isn't it, what you're saying about this thing being hardwired into us? Because there is that very stereotypical image, isn't there, of man kind of being quite macho and having to be sort of strong, that strong and silent type. I've been, I was re-watching The Sopranos during lockdown and, you know, Tony Soprano, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the series, but, you know, mm. he, he is always sort of talking about being supposed to be this strong silent type but he can't he yeah. can't help it he's got it's just too much going on he's got to go and talk mm. and I wonder how much sort of series like that where you see a supposedly strong man going to talk about his problems and even recently we've seen you know really sort of like big names in sport for example Ben Stokes and cricket has taken like a big mental well-being break this year mm. I wonder how much those sorts of influences have maybe helped men like you say of our generation think you know what actually 
it might actually help me. It's not such a bad thing. I don't necessarily need to sort of like, just like resort to this stereotype of being this kind of strong, silent, macho type. Yeah. Yeah, no, as you said, I think um, obviously the celebrity world at the minute is a lot of people coming out that that are meant to be the tough guys. The the, the biggest one, obviously, especially for men, I reckon is probably Tyson Fury, for instance. He's a perfect example of someone that, He's, he's, a, he's a tough guy, isn't he? Do you know what sure. I mean? But he's, he's more than happy to just say, no, I, I, feel, I feel rubbish. And, and, that, and that's that. So, and you've got like the lads from, some of the lads from like the SS who dares win series and things like that that I've read books on and stuff like that have, have, have admitted they've got things. And, and these are people we traditionally look up to and say that they've never got no issues. These are, these are like bulletproof people. These yeah. are, but yeah. it just shows you, it doesn't make no difference. It doesn't discriminate, does it? And, and and you could have one pound in your bank or a billion. You know, it, so even finances doesn't matter either. No, absolutely. Um, but it's, it can only be a good thing that they come out and say it. Yeah, uh, no, I couldn't agree more. I think the SAS Who Dares Wins guy is a brilliant example because mm. you're absolutely right. Like, cause quite a few of them have actually talked very openly about that. Aunt Middleton, for one. Mm. But yeah, they, they've been very, very open about that. And, and I, you're right. I mean, you can't get more kind of blokey, can you, than sort of SAS? Like, there's no yeah, kind yeah. of, I can't think yeah. of And Tyson Fury is a really good example as well. Mm. A lot of people out there who could really, really do with the help and really, really struggling on their own. And, and they've got a severe fear of coming out and saying something, you know, maybe their mates might might make fun of them or something like that. And, um, you know, it, it, it's wrong. I mean, it's quite, as you can see tonight, it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. A lot of people have become good friends. Not that they've replaced their close friends or whatever, but it's a safe environment if people want to talk about what's going on in their lives without fear of anybody really making funny making fun of them or or you know um or looking down at them in some way you know and i think there's a massive fear especially in in guys of coming out and and speaking about their feelings when it shouldn't be like that probably some of these people know more about my mental health and stuff than what my friends do because I, well, I can probably open up, to be fair. Everyone's in a similar situation. We've all gone through similar things. And yeah, it's, it's just nice to get out and chat, really. Because like, I know I spoke to Scott, and we, we both sort of struggle with um, our kids, like seeing them and stuff like that. And knowing someone else was going through that feelings what I was, helps me out immensely and it's it's sort of like you're not alone yeah kind of thing so Yeah, because now I think you said that you've got four different locations now mm. uh, where walks are happening every single yeah. week. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- why do you think it has been so successful and, and sort of continuing to, to flourish? You know, where are we? We're over a year on, aren't we now, from when you yeah, first started? Yeah, just over a year, yeah. What, what is it about it? I mean, is it about the fact, like, you know, you said earlier that there is something about talking to somebody that doesn't know you, isn't there? Mm. And I know you talked about having counselling. So, of course, it's that completely non-judgmental space. Mm. So, in a way, is it because you've kind of recreated that a bit in a sort of less formal setting I suppose yeah and I, and I, and I think because you've because a lot of barriers that people put up it might be a financial barrier it might be a barrier of the specific exercise they're doing I, I can't run I can't cycle I don't mm. want to swim I don't want to go gym but because it's just walking which is open to such a vast range of people yeah. and it's there's no money cost you're sort of taking away those excuses straight away so I think taking them away and then people giving it a chance as well 
How do you find uh, talking with the other guys and much different topics you guys talk about or do you kind of yeah, go it's, straight? It's varied. I mean, football, football comes up quite often, obviously. You guys are very big on Millwall as we yeah, discussed Millwall earlier. Yeah, Millwall and others. There's a few, I mean, he's a top supporter, there's a few others. Ooh. So it's a bit better about that <laughs> as well, obviously. But, um, no, there's all sorts of, uh, I mean, a couple of people who started it, came along, joined it recently. We're in sort of um, have a lot of issues, you know, and this really helped them. I think, you know, I talked to a couple of them last week. And they're just glad that we've got someone to go and have a walk and a talk with, you know, basically yeah. discuss things. You know, because a lot of people just bite it up tonight. You know exactly. I mean? Do you think having this kind of like space where you're kind of welcome to talk like that really helps as yeah, well? Yeah, it does. It I mean, changes the way you might talk yeah. about things normally. Well, that's why I think you probably sometimes talk to somebody not a complete stranger, a stranger to you, rather you would do with somebody you know. Sort of. I think you can let you tell your story quite easily, don't you? Yeah, no, I, was, I was just thinking about the name Proper Blokes Club. I, I was wondering about, is there something behind that name? Because I really like the name, actually. Mm. And is it about kind of rewriting the narrative a little bit to show that what is actually a proper bloke? You know, we may think a proper bloke is this kind of like strong man who we were talking about mm. just now. But actually, are you actually really saying, no, to be a proper bloke, actually, you can go out and talk and be open and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, no, to be fair, when I thought about it, I thought it was just a bit of a catchy name and I quite, and I quite like the idea of it. But obviously look, looking at the, the word and how that word's used, mm. but I think we're, I'll say we're all blokes within the group, no matter what part of life you're in or what job you do, it doesn't make a difference. It is whatever you want it to be. It's a word, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I think when I looked at the, 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 the thingy definition of it, I was saying with doing Australia or something, like he's a good bloke. That's what they used it in a sentence. Yeah. So there's not even nothing derogatory on it um, anyway, but it's just people's perceptions of a word, isn't it? But it's, it's a good starting point, I think, for a conversation. Because if someone says, oh, what's a proper bloke? Well, what's a proper bloke to you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what a proper bloke to you isn't what it is to me. If you've got that thought process, it's about changing it. Just, it was a play on words, to be fair, and I think like it is a good conversation starter as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It certainly made me think, you know, for quite yeah. a while about, you know, what what's behind it and all that. And you're right, it can mm. mean different things to different people, for sure. Mm. And, you, you know, you were saying before that, you know, this has kind of become a really big thing for you in terms of lockdown, you, you, you weren't working and, like, you know, you could put a lot of time and effort into this. Is that still the case now? Like, is there still a kind of big motivating force to help other people surrounding it? I wondered what it is that is driving you to kind of keep going with it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, th- I think the more, well, I've, well, I've got, I'm back into work now, but I'm only doing it part time. So it works around everything that I'm doing with, with, with the club at the moment as well. But right. but going forward, I've sort of made the decision now that I want to make it official, and then hopefully uh, to get some funding and stuff like that, so I can really focus on it full time. Because I think what's what is shown to me over the past year is that it isn't slowing down in terms of the growth. So it's telling me that it's needed. So mm. I think I'd be doing everyone a disservice if I was just to stop it now. And, and just say, oh, right, I'll carry on doing something I was before. And partly a lot of my issues beforehand were work-related anyway. I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. But yeah. what I've done, I've found a passion in something I really enjoy doing, um, which I didn't think I would like, to be fair. Because I'm quite, like, I've got a close-knit group of friends and stuff like that. And I wasn't, I, did, I wasn't craving being around other people and stuff like that. I was quite happy in my circle. But what, what I find is I love talking to every single person that comes and, and listening to their stories because – I say we've got around 100 lads or something like that over all the groups, over the WhatsApp groups. So I've had over 100 conversations that are, that are probably film-worthy. Some of these people are just inspirational and it only can help you push on. And you think, that's 100. There's just in London, like the idea for me with this group now going forward, hopefully over the next few years, we can have a walk in every borough in London. Mm. So just imagine 
I don't know, 5,000 lad stories you'll be talk- talking about. And it just keeps pushing you on, really. So it's actually changed my sort of career path, I guess, um, to actually want to really push it um, full-time now. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because, th- I mean, that's a huge goal, isn't it? To sort of take it mm. all across London. And, and, and I guess, mm. by extension, you know, if people were listening and they got in touch and they, they sort of, you know, they're living, you know, outside London, you know, mm. w- wherever... It, it, Potentially, is, is there is there room to sort of expand it even further if somebody was was listening and they and they were interested in perhaps getting involved and maybe setting setting something similar up? Would you would you be open to sort of t- you know talking to them and, and and explaining what you've done? Yeah, yeah, definitely, I, and and that's one of the things we like. That's a quite a common message I get actually is uh, is people asking, is there a club in Newcastle? Is there one in Essex? Right. Is there one in Manchester? So it, it shows me that there are. There is, there is a call for it. And I think there's a lot of other organisations, grassroots organisations out there that probably do it and they might not know about it. But, yeah. but I'm more than happy to um, help support people start walks that are a bit more remote out of my sort of reach. So the London ones now, I can go to every single one of them. But if, if it's, like, I don't know, a Newcastle one, for instance, and that would be part of the sort of business model going forward, I guess. Can I help people start walks and it would be supported by us? But they're in... They're in charge of it. They're like satellite walks, I guess. Yeah. That away from sort of like the main hub, which would be London. And I'm more than I'm more than happy to um to, to help support anyone that wants to do that. Definitely. Brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah, you were saying before about you know how how good it can be, how accessible rather walking is, because like you say, it's like other exercise demands like a different kind of level of of input and so on. But walking is obviously very accessible. It's open to everyone, and. I just wondered what was going on there, like in terms of the sort of the science behind it, because, you know, as we know, like when we do exercise, sometimes we can sort of like create these endorphins, these sort of reactions that happen in our brains Mm. and walking and talking together. I suppose that there must be quite a lot happening. I'm not sure how much you've sort of like looked into it, but it it sounds like there is quite some good, quite good science behind this. Yeah, no, to be be fair, I I ain't too clued up on the science side of it. But in terms of, as you said, you put that all together, Mm. it's just a, it's just a cocktail in your brain that just makes you, makes you feel good. But there was some, there was, there was a couple of little uh, things that I found out. I think it's more psychological side of it. And, they were saying about if you're walking next to somebody and you're walking side by side and making no eye contact, you're more than likely going to open up. Because if you think of a traditional therapy session, you've got mm. one person sitting on one side of the road, I'm sitting here, and a question's asked, and all of a sudden they're staring at you for the next five minutes. Yeah. It makes it quite daunting experience, doesn't it? And I never thought about that. I thought, yeah, standing side by side someone and walking somewhere, and you're not doing that eye contact, straight away it takes away that sort of, I don't know, that awkwardness or that tension straight away. And there's and also another one saying about walking forward. So you're walking through whatever issues it is and you're going forward. You're not yeah. standing still talking about it or going backwards. You're actually doing something that's physically going forward, which yeah. is a positive thing as well. So I think they're the only two that I've, uh, that I've picked up on so far. But, but yeah, it, it's, there's definitely a chemical reaction in the brain that makes you feel good releasing those endorphins, doing exercise anyway. But then to actually release a bit of pressure as well, I'm sure there's something else behind that as well, which I could probably find out somewhere. But Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's really interesting, especially the point about the positivity of forward movement. Mm. That is a really interesting one because I'm sure, without being you know an expert myself, but I'm sure there is definitely some kind of science in there about, mm. about say, taking forward steps. And I know we talk about that metaphorically, but obviously you are literally doing that as well yeah. while talking about something that might be quite hard. Well, to answer from... I'm very much of an introvert. 
and I'm one of the things that introverts are famous for is being absolutely rubbish at small talk. So starting starting with the deep stuff is absolutely fine by me because you know I I'm, I get really awkward with just just chat. So that actually suits me fine. <laughs> And just talking about the walking again, you said before about, you know, a six or seven hour walk when you first started, that walk, it was just you and, and one other person. Mm. What tends to be the average walk when you're meeting up every week? Is it as long as that, you know, hours and hours or are you sort of walking a bit less? No, no. So so, so we make sure, because obviously in terms of making it accessible for everybody, not everybody wants to walk that distance or can't walk that distance at the moment. Yeah. So the, the walks tend to be an hour and a half probably. We're right. talking maybe 5K. Yeah. So, like, so we're talking like just over three miles maybe, which is it. What I've realised, a lot of people say to me is that oh, I can't believe I've done that far today. Sometimes it might be a bit longer, but yeah. because you're just you're talking and you're not realising, you're not looking at your watch or your tracker to see how far you've done. Mm. By the time you finish that conversation with that one person, you reach the end, you think, oh, "What is that? Is it done already?" So it, it, it does go really quickly. But another thing, we do uh, big walks, which are every three months. Right. We done the first one a few months back, and that was. Brighton to Eastbourne, and that was right. twenty. That was um, that was twenty six miles. That was, wow. and 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 the good thing. The good thing about that walk as well is that one, you've had people that have never done a marathon distance before. Two, it, it enables all lads from all the other groups to come together to meet right. and do something away from their area to, to do a little challenge and stuff like that. And 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 that was exactly the same thing as well. You got to the end of that walk there. Yeah, people were tired. But they, it was like, I can't believe I've just done that. Yeah, it's a massive sense of achievement. Yeah, massively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we do them every three months now, the, the big walk. So there is an incentive for people to come to the weekly walks because you sort of, I like to say, you could sort of semi-say you're training for it, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you don't want to talk about something, because you don't have to come to these walks if you feel rubbish. Like, you can come to these walks if you're if you're feeling happy as anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd, I don't like this to be a place where people come it's doom, just doom and gloom. Sure. And then oh, I feel all right now. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, sorry, it doesn't make sense. Like, if it makes you feel good, then keep doing it. Yeah. 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 No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, the, another interesting thing about this, of course, is when, when it happened. I know you were saying before that this was, you know, first happened during the, you know, just after the, 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 the well, during the first lockdown. Mm. I was just wondering about the role that the pandemic and all the lockdowns played in this. And, in a weird way, I wondered if it was actually part of its success because obviously it was at a time when maybe people couldn't do that much and perhaps really needed somewhere to go, someone to talk to more than at any point in their lives. So I was just wondering if you thought that the pandemic really had helped in a way. To be honest with you, it's quite a different question actually because I don't think I would have probably started it up before that. So it's a bit hard to find out if it would have worked. Yeah. But I think it's definitely a massive contributor because a lot of the time when I'm talking to the lads within the group, especially at the beginning, it's one of the reasons why they've come is because they're isolated and uh, and, and they can't see their families or friends that are a bit further afield because we're only dealing with local lads. So if you are so if you live in London on your own because you work here, but all your mm. family are in Norfolk mm. or Brighton or wherever it may be, you you couldn't you couldn't see them. Mm. So, so I definitely think it had a... Uh, a big impact on a lot of lads to come on the first walk to, and get involved in it. They probably never thought they would ever do anything like this. Yeah. 
which on the, on the flip side of it, I guess I, I'm glad that they did come because now there's sort of a lot of them are flourishing from it now. Yeah, that's amazing. And I suppose now that we're at a time now when obviously restrictions have eased and we're relatively free to go, you know, go wherever we please, mm. the fact that it's still going strong shows that, you know, the demand's still there, you know, whether there's a lockdown or not. Mm. But obviously it might have just helped get people there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as and, and you said, like, we're, we're getting new lads pretty much each week inquiring and stuff like that. So the, the need is still there. Mm. So as long as it's still there, we'll still carry on. Yeah. And another thing I was thinking about it actually was about community and how actually how important that is because I, I suppose a lot of, but certainly in recent years, a lot a lot of people have talked about how, you know, we've lost our communities. If you talk about traditionally mm. what our communities were a few years ago, we're, we're all a lot more isolated now, whether that's just because of the digital technological age we live in, whatever it is, there's a, there's a lot less kind of community stuff that goes on. And I wonder if also another part of the success of this is, is the fact that you're creating communities, really, but through, through these walks. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's, it's got a contributing factor, definitely. But I think a lot of people started up a lot of things during lockdown and yeah. stuff like that to try and create that community um, vibe again, really. Like I, just, I was brought up in an area where it was very much community, where people left doors open and things like that. And and and, now, and and then obviously there's a massive gap where there was none of that no more. Like you didn't know your next door neighbour. Yeah. But now I think what the, what is done, which is what what the British do well, is we bring everyone together in times of crisis. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> so, absolutely. So yeah, so yeah, so we think a lot of it's slowly but surely coming back, and I just hope that it stays after. Yeah. Because I think it'd be quite easy for everyone just to say, "All right, this is done now. That was a little fad. Let's move on now and exactly. do something else." So no, it's just keep being nice to each other and uh, help each other out. Yeah, no, exactly. The, the worst thing would be if we all started ignoring each other again, having yeah, having, yeah. having gone through all this. But I know exactly what you mean. You know, you're absolutely mm. right. Of course, when the chips are down. Yeah, mm. everything changed, didn't it? Suddenly people yeah. were looking out for each other. You know, you're having conversations with neighbours you may never have spoken to before and you were looking out for somebody that might be vulnerable or elderly or whatever, mm. lived down your street. So, of course, in that context, I think, you know, the proper blokes club, you know, make, makes a lot of sense, really. So it's certainly the success of it. Mm. And actually, another thing I was thinking about, because when Andy was talking with some of the guys on the walk, I think it was James who was talking about how what he really loved about it was that there's people on the walk from all different walks of life. Mm -hmm. It's not just like one sort of set of people who are all like into the same thing or same interest and all that. It's very different people from very different backgrounds who are all meeting up. sort of people you're meeting are you kind of meeting people that you may have never met before is oh, it definitely i mean we're from all walks of life really although we've got the you know we're, we're from very very similar areas or but there are people from different backgrounds who you wouldn't ordinarily socialize with maybe or share life experiences with it's um it's 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 it can only be a good thing can't it because you can get somebody else's perspective on something what you might not do as i said going back to close fr friends and family uh, and the man up thing from uh, people from you know who, who've been brought up differently they might have a different aspect on it that can help you out in the end of the day you know I don't know what you would say, but to me, that sounds like a really important part of the Proper Blokes Club. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, I think that's one of the aspects that keeps it fresh all the time. Because if you're hanging about with your normal group of friends, you know the stories, you know what they do, you know, do you know what I mean? But, but what this has done is this has opened it up to absolutely everybody. And like I said earlier about the stories that you have with people, 
um, or, or, or the stories they tell you, sorry, can last forever. They've got loads of stories. Like everyone, like these walks could last for years. <laughs> like we're, we've only scratched the surface on people's stories. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's one of the massive contributing factors that keeps it going because it keeps it fresh. There's, like these new people that are coming in all the time and finding out why they're there and what they do and stuff like that. So it's really an interesting journey. And you'll find this surprise. You talk about topics that you've forgotten about, and you might know something, and they might know something. You're saying you'll be having a proper conversation about a real interesting subject. And it's surprising. I mean, there's somebody who's not like Jack, he's an opera singer. So, so we're discussing an opera. Never we took me discussing opera. I've never been to see opera in my life, but we're discussing I mean, what, what he likes and what he does. And, He's a lovely white character, mind you, right? And uh, he couldn't come the other week because he was he was actually doing a performance somewhere. Was, oh, amazing! So I see a group trip being arranged yeah, to go yeah, and see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we, we actually did say that he's he going to try and tickets to one of the, the dudes that he's got coming up. So we said, "Oh, you know, let's put that. It's a bit of opera." <laughs> and you, you talked about potentially it growing, growing more and more. I mean, it, doing get covering every London borough. I mean, that that's going to be a lot of work. It's, it, presumably, it's not something that you can do yourself. Like, you know, yeah. you are literally obviously one man. But mm. how, how? So how how do you think that could happen? You, you, presumably, you, you need other volunteers to help you. Yeah, yeah. So at, at, at the moment, the way the walk. So I so I don't attend all the walks at the moment. Mm. Um, and and, I, and I'm quite lucky in the sense that I've got like at least a couple of lads at each walk right. that have really taken the, the ball by the arms and saying, look, no, we're going to keep this going and stuff like that. So it's sort of like your walk leaders, I guess. That are really, they're going to welcome new members. They know the route and stuff like that, and they know the crack, what it's all about. So the idea is is to, to, to make it expand will be similar to what we've done for these other ones. So I'll, I'll go into a specific area. I'll start a walk-up try and get somebody that wants to, to to take the walk on that lives local to that area that's available at that time each week mm. and then you repeat that so they just repeat the point so you're just sort of having walk leaders in each area and i'll just go to as as many as i can during the week and stuff to make sure they're all going all fine and stuff yeah but if i can do it then anyone can lead a walk so it's all right you're absolutely right of course and it's, it's probably doing wonders for your fitness as well all that walking Mm, definitely I still can't shift too much of the pans though but I think that's to do with the eating but. <laughs> yeah yeah no, well, I think it's, it's probably more than just uh, just walking but I can't, I can't mm. imagine it's bad for you at any rate doing all that walking it's got to be a good thing definitely and just before we finish so I just imagining like people listening to this they might be thinking that you know oh this this sounds good but oh you know I'm not sure and you probably as you talked before about lots of people that get in touch saying they're interested but then they might not come along it probably takes a little bit of of courage a bit of bravery maybe I would imagine to actually turn up at that time at that place mm. what would be your message to anybody listening who th- is thinking like yeah you know what I could do this but then I'm not sure they've just got a few doubts about what it might be like yeah it's I don't know, it's a tough one because because you can't force anyone to come if they don't want it. But I know it's a great thing, and I know they're going to love it if they come down. Very rarely we have anyone that comes once and don't come again. I reckon we've probably got about a ninety-five retention rate. Do you know what I mean? Like majority of people do stay. But I think if 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 you've got in your mind that you look at it and you and you think that looks good, come and try it. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's similar to when I done my my counselling sessions previously. I went into it thinking. If this person judges me in any way, 
I'll just leave mm. and I will never, ever go back. I'll never see that person again. It's done. So it's the same aspect that you could bring into this. If you don't like it, you never need to come back again. Yeah. So I would say definitely just come and try it. I'll guarantee you'll like it. It's a great bunch of lads. It's coming to that winter months now, so I'll definitely jump on it now rather than sort of like December, January time. Pick, you, you might say, oh, you're using that as an excuse now. It's too cold. Yeah. So um, please come down, try it out. You'll definitely enjoy it. But yeah, so there's a couple of people who get and think, well, you should be laughing and joking, but sorry, you lost the whole idea of the thing, is the people to do that, isn't it? People, yeah. We had a relax and de-stress, you know what I mean? They have, everybody's got a bit of stress in their life, haven't they? Everybody, you know, it's back to life now. It's been yeah. pandemic as well. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I even come here to the scene, you know, like, there's always been something in the kind of in the way for me yeah. to kind of get out if it's, you know, work or... That's right. I've got, you know, I've got it's a boy. It's too easy to just say, oh, no, I won't bother. Once you start, you go, oh, what? carry on. Yeah, it's, just, it's that kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go for that run or go to the gym or do that little thing. You know it makes you feel good, but right, sometimes yeah. getting out the door is the hardest part. But Reese, you've come in kind of recently to it. And obviously, it's all quite established. How did you, how are you feeling about it? One of the things that like struck me like on every single walk, actually, is just how comfortable I feel. Whether I actually talk about how I'm feeling or listen to somebody else, or just even have a nice walk, you know? It's just that the whole atmosphere on all of the walks has just been, I don't know, it's just been, it's just been really welcoming and just such a nice atmosphere and just so enjoyable. What would you also say to people who want to join a group like this? Is there anything you should, they should do to take that step? It really is just come along and see how it goes. We're not gonna push anybody to say or, or, or share anything they don't wanna share, maybe, it, 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 some some people they want to talk on the first day. Other people yeah, don't talk at all. It yeah. might take you know months and months and months of talking to somebody. But at the end of the day, you know we're we're here for anybody. It's in, it's completely inclusive to anybody. Well, look, Scott, I wanted to thank you very much for joining us on the Healthy for Men podcast. It's been no absolutely problem. fascinating talking to you and I, I think the, the work you've done with the Proper Blokes Club is absolutely amazing and really wish you all the very best with it for the future. I hope it continues to go from strength to strength. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Healthy for Men podcast. To read more about mental health, health, fitness and nutrition, check out Healthy for Men in Healthy magazine, available at Holland and Barrett stores and online at hollandandbarrett.com. We'll be back with a new episode very soon. Until then, goodbye.